Want to know what's coming up on today's episode? Here's a preview. How do they know? How does this thing know this about me? There's 8 billion people on the planet and there's this is too weird just to be confirmation bias. So started reading all the books, learning, got a little piece of software to do our friends charts and would like read what it meant out of a book and we have photographic memories. So we started to remember and interpret and that was, you know, I don't know, 25 or more years ago. Before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Feel a massive waterfall of unconditional love surrounding you in all directions and filling you. That's your angels making their presence known. Your angels want you to ask for what you want and for their help. And know you are always held. Friends, if you need help holding oneness energy, the highest vibration that is, I'm hosting a three-week live oneness course starting March 1st. Register today at theangelmedium.com backslash shop. Or if you're ready to develop your gifts of mediumship, bringing through angel messages and energy healing all at once, sign up for my Angel Reiki School today at theangelmedium.com. Now, know that whatever resonates with you in today's episode is a message just for you from your angels. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. We're here with a whole group today. I've got Lulu in my arms. <laughs> I've got my good friend, Ashley, who owns the best salon in Wheaton, uh, Merrick Ashley. Uh, she's here. Happy birthday, Ashley. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and we have on my, what I'm going to say are the world's best astrologers. So Aww. they, yes, we have on Tally and Opie. And um, Ophi, and we, I started reading everything that you were writing in Elle magazine years and years ago. And what I have to say, because I've gone to Ashley for forever and she always has magazines there. We say the exact same thing. The only magazine horoscopes that we read are Elle magazines because they're the ones that are spot on. Very true. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yes. Thank I you. mean, by the way, if you just saw us look at each other like, whoa, um, before we started, we I shared that my 17-year-old dachshund just passed away on 111. Her name was Lulu. No way. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, we're like, oh my God. So crazy. So we're already off to a match. And it is so crazy because new Lulu never wants to join us for podcast episodes, but she's been wanting to like clamor up and get up here for like the last 20 minutes. Oh my God. Well, there you go. See? Yeah. Case closed. Wow, that is incredible. Stuff is real, people. Uh, it is so real. So every year since probably I was in college, so let's say 2022, 2023, I would love to go to Borders, Barnes & Noble, sit there, <laughs> look through the horoscope books, purchase the horoscope book. Um, you have a 2024 horoscope book yes, by the Astro Twins, and it's just so spot on. So the energies that I was feeling in November, December, then um, I always have a hard time with it because I want to know early. Like I want this book to come out in November mm -hmm. so I can start prepping. But as soon as I get to January 1st and I can go into Elle magazine and see what's coming up, I'm like, oh my God, they're so <laughs> on. <laughs> Yay. Well, we actually do uh, release it in November so you can get your 2025 one early. Yeah. yeah. We'll make sure you have it in your hands. And we actually did... Um, and we'll send you both those. Uh, we we have, I don't know if you got the Capricorn book, but because so many people like to plan with it, you got the big book that has all 12 oh, signs. Show you. But we actually this year decided to divide it up uh, by sign with like a, a day by day planner that you can write in. So if you want to know when Mercury's retrograde or 
there's a full moon or a new moon. This so. will be coming your way after the podcast. Oh my so, yeah, we'll send an Aquarius one too, of course. Yeah, so. It's yeah. so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I just have to say, I have so many angel stories because you all started writing for Elle Magazine in like 2008, 2009. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was just spot on every time. This would be a good month to book a trip book a you know that was like on our radar this would be a good month to have you know start working on that baby we were working on our daughter e and um just everything is just spot on spot on spot on so how did you all start with this work and and the work that you do Definitely a lot of trips to Borders and Barnes and Nobles, astrology section, but we actually went to University of Michigan for art school and, you know, we were always entrepreneurial. So we had a paper route when we were teens and we used to have to like open up the paper to put the coupons in. So we'd always look at our horoscope and it was kind of in the back of our minds. But when we were in college, we met a a savvy kind of mentor from New York. She was a little older and much more sophisticated than us as Midwesterners. And she was like, I'm a Libra with an Aries moon and a Taurus rising. And I was just like, what's that? What does that mean? I knew I was a Sagittarius. I was a little curious. People had started to talk about it a little. This was in the nineties. So the internet was not fully born yet. And, you know, then, uh, my boyfriend at the time got us, got me, or really us, because I, we're born four minutes it, yeah. apart. I was like, give me that. He went yeah. to the spiritual <laughs> bookstore and got an astrology chart made for me as a gift. And it was like a 30 page thing. I didn't, and it, so it showed, oh, you have the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, and Scorpio. You have a Capricorn rising. I didn't know what any of that meant. So I went to Borders to get a book, but all I knew was that the descriptions Whereas uncanny, I felt like you probably feel and thank you when you read L, like, how do they know? How does this thing know this about me? There's 8 billion people on the planet and there's, this is too weird just to be confirmation bias. So started reading all the books, learning, got a little piece of software to do our friends charts and would like read what it meant out of a book. And we have photographic memories. So we started to remember and interpret. And that was, you know, I don't know, 25 or more years ago. Uh, We've also always yeah. been very intuitive, even as little girls, like our the adults in our family would ask us for advice. And I remember, and I think Ophi does too, like playing on the floor before we had language and being really frustrated that I couldn't like tell my grandmother the answer to something (laughs) because I didn't have the ability to speak, but knowing, you know, like I'm back here again, you know, and (laughs) I'm sure you can relate to that probably. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's so interesting because there's so many healers who listen to this podcast and what spirit's been saying for the longest time is it's no longer a stay in your own lane type of thing. Like take what you love, take what you're gifted at, infuse it together with your experiences and create something that's of service to others. And you have, and it's just so beautiful. Thank you. Well, that's something we actually help people do now using their astrological charts too. We've been called on by a lot of leaders and leaders of leaders, whether government or corporate or impact-driven nonprofits to help them. They really want, they know that the planet's burning and that impact has to be made quickly and they don't have time to go through like a 10-year workshop or training program. So they're really finding that astrology is kind of like the, the, equivalent of chat GPT to write a presentation. You know, it's like, give me the cliff notes. I need them now so I can stay in action and spirituality in general. And that's not just for them, like as the person that's for their company or their business or their mission. All of it. Both. Yeah. Them as leaders, how their team gets along their mission, how they go and interact, you know, and, and, plan their year. So that's why we did these, these sign by sign planners that we showed you so that you know, those, everyone, we all need to be leaders in our lives yes. now. So we, so. we named this year, the year of transcendent leadership. I don't know if you got to mm. that part, but in the beginning, every year we, we kind of look at where all the planets are and a theme emerged. 2023 was the year of what if, where we felt like a lot of people would be spinning out into 
either innovative thinking of what if, what if, what if AI could do this, but also a little bit apocalyptic and fearful, which was definitely true last year. Um, all the planets were kind of putting everyone in this deep uncertainty, but 2024's energy is about, we call it transcendent leadership. As, and this is very important for the healers who are listening to hear because it's leading in a different way than, you know, what many of us consider a leader. It's like not someone in a uniform at a desk. It's like it can happen within our communities. And I don't know, you know, and that's the planets probably talk to us the way spirit talks to you, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. No, this year when they were talking about, because uh, I do a forecast every January 1st, and they were saying that this is really the year of abundance where you could say the last five years on a ping pong or what was that ball machine where you pull back the lever? Pinball, yeah. 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 Pinball. Yeah. Um, this is the year where it actually springs forward, hits the ball, and we start to see made manifest what we've been working on for so long that's oh, yeah. that syncs up with the planets actually it's a dragon year too the year of the dragon and there's a lot of planets in getting into like places of movement uh this last year that started but this year it's really taking off so it's amazing it's exciting Have you ever listened to the radio where the DJ calls listeners at random? That's what we're going to start to do here. Only it's me calling you to give you a free angel reading. Starting now, I'm going to call and bring through messages for one new listener every week. But first, I need your phone number. To sign up, all you have to do is rate this podcast five stars and give me your contact info over at theangelmedium.com backslash gift. Look for my name popping up on your phone and get ready for messages from your angels. Want to watch me make those calls? Follow me on Instagram at angelpodcast. So we've got Ashley here today. She's my good yes. friend. Um, it's her birthday. And I'm going to have you focus on her first. Cool. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, I know you mentioned something that you knew about astrology, which is that Pluto, the planet of deep, systemic, inside-out transformation, just moved from your sign, yes. Julie Capricorn, to Ashley's sign of Aquarius. And not everybody will even... well not everybody will even get Pluto in their sign in their lifetime because it can sometimes yeah. take up to 30 years to go through an entire sign. So it takes about 250-ish years to return to a sign. So for the first time in our lives, we experienced Pluto and Capricorn from 2008 to this year, 24. And now from 2024 to 44, we're going to have Pluto and Aquarius. So as an Aquarius, <laughs> Ashley, you are... The one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Not just to make our hair look as awesome as yours, but that too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, let's, I mean, we can share our screen and bring up your birth chart and explain yeah. it. I know not everybody will be watching this. Some will be listening. So we'll, um, we'll try to explain it uh, as best as we can. But have you ever seen your chart, Ashley? I have not seen it. I've had it broken down a bit for me, but I've never gotten to actually see it. So, okay, well, get ready. You're about to see the roadmap, the instruction manual All that right. you come with. <laughs> and this is so oh. what we're looking at here the birth <laughs> chart. So, most people look at it and get instantly overwhelmed and see a bunch of hieroglyphics, and I'm never going <laughs> to understand. So, what you're really looking at, you're looking at these circles. We call it the pizza. Okay. Um, and at the very center of this, of all the circles, imagine as you coming on, coming into your body, your soul incarnating at your moment of birth. And imagine you're like lying on a blanket, looking up at the stars overhead in the middle of a grassy field. And they're all arranged around you. If you could see all the planets, you know, we can't, but if you could, mm -hmm. this would be what they would look like in their it travels in around the, the sun in the sky from our view on Earth. So the astrology chart is a map 
is a precise like selfie of the sky at the exact moment you were being born in relation to the view that you would have at your moment of birth. And we say uh, it's like the movie of your life. This is what it's titled. Now, a lot of people who are skeptical say, well, what do you mean? This is all, this is who I am. I have no free will. It's kind of the opposite. You know, when you take an iPhone out of the box, it looks like everybody else's, but you very quickly, the more you learn how to use it, the more you can add apps and wallpapers and customization. So the more you understand the design of yourself and your chart, just like a phone or an appliance, the more freedom you have to use it as a tool. So astrology is not a belief system. It's just a tool like a calculator and it's a map of who you are. All right. So in terms of what that is, so all these little symbols here in the middle are, these are the sun, here's the sun, here's the moon, and these are all the planets. So the sun was in the Aquarius part of the sky. They're all lining up on the outer ring. These are the 12 signs. So whichever one they're connecting with are the ones, so that's the sign that they're in. So you are an Aquarius sun mm-hmm. with the moon, your big three, your sun, moon, and rising. Mm-hmm. Your moon right here is in Taurus mm-hmm. and your rising sign is in Cancer. So explain. So basically these are the actors in the movie of your life. The sun is like the main character. So when someone yeah. asks you what your sign is, they're really saying, what is your sun sign? So your main character is an Aquarius, the friend of all the people, the popular, <laughs> likable, takes care of everyone, brings everyone together person okay, yeah. and loves to give, you know, doesn't get petty about stuff, just really rises above it all and sees the big picture of everything. And this, um, these segments are called the houses. If you start at nine o'clock, it's the first house and it goes around. Those are like the movie sets. So where is this Aquarius main character having most of her scenes. Well, this is the eighth house. We know that because we know how to read a chart. So the eighth house is actually very private, secretive, intense. It's like the Scorpio energy. So also very creative and very observant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we learned that you, I think, have a salon or you do hair. So you express your humanity and love of people through a private one-on-one experience best would have next to your sun is mercury which rules communication the mind and the hands things we make so working with your hand you're probably an excellent colorist intuitively know exactly what color (laughs) hair what you know you look at someone you just know what's going to bring out their light and their highest self it's probably a very that's like the eighth house is the transformation house so you do transform people probably and, yeah. and make get people to really break out of their, you know, stock ways and try new things. And I would also say that the eighth house is the house like Tali said of secrets or can't trust. So like, I mean, I think most people in hair and beauty are therapists to their clients, but you probably know secrets before even their best friends. (laughs) Sometimes, yes. But you were spot on. I actually, um, in our salon, I specialize in color. So that's just what I do all day long. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you were done with that. house is kind of like Scorpio, the eighth sign. When we got our first chart read, we we have four planets in Scorpio. And I kept mentioning like, you have a thing for color. You get mad (laughs) for color. And it's so true. Like Mm -hmm. with, with design and art, but- now your moon sign is your emotional nature. That's mm-hmm. the part of you that the people closest to you really get to see. So while your Aquarius sun is friendly with everyone, you rise above, you Taurus moon is very loyal and family oriented. You, you don't need to have a million friends, but you like to have close devoted friendships with people. The what like your inner circle is probably, it's not, I mean, you may have a, you probably have a lot of friends, but like, it's lifelong. It's friends. quality over quantity, probably for you. And you need so. to take your time. You need to Taurus moon does not like to be rushed through things. You need your, you need your sleep, your beauty rest, your <laughs> yes. luxuriating moment. Yes. <laughs> and you need, yeah, you need a really good bed. So Taurus mm-hmm. rules the material realm. And so you do like nice things and you are a provider of them. You'll work really hard. You'll do those extra heads. If mm-hmm. it means 
go on that trip or take your family or your friends or like have that special experience that's going to become a memory forever so and then um the rock right is on. that <laughs> right on <laughs> oh, cool yeah. well then yeah. see technology it's such a it's an awesome code that anyone can learn but I'm also looking at Venus which is the love planet are you in a relationship I am not no you're not okay. single well, Interestingly, so you have Venus, the planet of love, retrograde. You see this little R here. Okay. Um, in in the in the house of marriage and relationships. So, ret when you have a retrograde planet in your chart, it means sometimes sometimes you have a lot of lessons before you get it right, or mm -hmm. you're a little bit like I don't know if I, you know, or it's um or it's something that like you get to a little later in life or the second time around is, mm -hmm. is the best one. It's also in Capricorn, which is the ruler of time. So for you, how Venus and Capricorn looks to me is like, you may end up with someone who's a little bit older than you mm -hmm. second, second marriage kind of thing. Um, or who already has kids and has done all the things very anchored, a little more traditional, a little more idea. traditional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I also see that you may have an older clientele who like, I don't know if it was weird, yeah. but you might specialize in gray people who want to go gray or mm -hmm. like come back and forth between the two. Yeah. Because... That's very, yeah, that is very, very much so. <laughs> okay. Cause yeah. Capricorn is age and time and, and dig, you know, that kind of wise older woman would be Venus and Capricorn. So you oh, may, yeah. yeah, the right, your rising sun is, is, is cancer. That's mm -hmm. your outward personality. So relationships with women in the bag, no problem. Like you're very much, uh, you know, drawn to, you know, you're the ultimate sister, the ultimate girlfriend, but she also has a cancer North node, which is what you're becoming. Oh, so you were a man in most of your past lifetimes. Oh. And that might be why relationships haven't been a, as big of a thing for you because you don't have time for the drama. You may find that you end up being the like, really, are you going to like, you don't have time for babies. You don't have time to be someone's mom who's an adult, you know, when they yeah. get all like needy and clingy, you're <laughs> like, kind of are more like a guy. I don't know. You might be into sports, football, <laughs> Formula One, stuff like that. Like, you know how to hang with the guys, even though you work in this women's industry. Oh yeah. They have your number. Gee. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so... I'm like, I'm sitting here just kind of blown away because I'm like, it is, they, you are so just spot on. <laughs> like, I have to give some information here. So, like, <laughs> I won't spill all the beans because Ashley is definitely going to have a movie made one day about this last relationship. It was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, not even Lifetime movie. This has got to be on the big screen because it'll teach oh, all yeah. women some lessons. Um, <laughs> but then her two, like, she's got two partners with her business. And I mean, they're, they're like soul friendships where she is so bonded to them and you're it's, you're one of the boys I, like, I am because my 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 two best friends and my business partners are two men and yeah and we do everything together I mean we yeah, we just with the Capricorn. we go yeah. on it's trips easy. I mean we own a business together we vacation together we we're constantly in each other's lives so yeah <laughs> yeah it's just easier because like with men, it's like for you, that's what you're used to from all your life. There's no drama. It's just like, I'm going to go here. You're going to go there. Great. I'll see you tomorrow. Or, <laughs> but that cancer me. rising is a nurturer though, in some ways yes. though too. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's not, not that you have three planets in Libra. You guys remember, um, was it Jupiter and uh, Saturn and Pluto? Yeah. You guys were born at something that only happens every 20 years when Saturn, is it 30? when Saturn and Pluto come together. Sorry, it's not in my frame here, but um, 30 yeah, 35 years. That's right. Oh. So yeah, very powerful. Like both of you have that. So you are, there's very few people get past that final shield with you. I would say like, you know everyone's business and secrets, but like maybe one to five people will ever know yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very much so. Oh my yeah. gosh. So what questions so, do you have for them? What kind of inspired you to kind of keep going with this? Because I know, I mean, certain passions that people have, they, you know, they're kind of just hobbies, but how did, yeah, how did that happen for you, for the both of you? I think just being able to, I don't know, it's like being able to 
help people see these things about themselves is it's always just been a passion for us to yeah. really like everybody in our in our family growing up was except for our mom was from a different country was an immigrant from a different place with a different language and mm -hmm. so we watched everybody kind of have to work harder to like express themselves and cultivate their identities and astrology actually was this unifying blueprint we all have a unique chart in some ways it's like well instead of trying to fit in and assimilate and all be the same no two souls are the same and for us you know that was just a beautiful thing to be able to share with our family and with other people like no you're you you're unique you yeah. don't have to fit in you can just celebrate this so that's just something that we you know it's like probably the way you are with your clients, you just, mm -hmm. when you find that thing, that gift that you have for making people happy or sharing or, yeah. you know, all the healers out there sick too. Of it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, like you calling you in, right? You yeah. said that like being of service, you know, that really is the highest expression of human existence, making a difference for others when it overlaps with what your unique gifts are. Because we can make a difference and not be happy. But when you find the convergence of what makes you happy and what makes others happy, it's like, why would you, you just want to do it more and more. It's addictive. Absolutely. By the way, you might meet someone over the next couple of days if you really wanted to, because oh. <laughs> Venus is <laughs> right. right. You're in your Venus return. Yeah. Venus is pretty close in Capricorn to where it was when you were born right now and just a couple degrees away so that happens every year you have what's called a Venus return when it does a full orbit so oh. I wonder if it'll be you know though, because <laughs> yeah. you know, like so there might be someone that you didn't give a chance to or you weren't ready for at the time you weren't vibrationally matched them that maybe like pops up on the gram or in your DMs in some way. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out for that for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> proactively reach out um, to yeah. Yeah. seed planted. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, thank birthday. you. Thank you so much. This is, yeah. I mean, this is pretty, this is amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Chicago women to get their hair colored by you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, she used to be out in LA doing all of the celebs hairs. Well, oh, you see it. Okay. Your hair is, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I've seen for Ashley. Like, cause I've been doing sessions for you for gotta be at least six years. Is Thank that you. this relationship is going to come in and it's going to be a very powerful relationship, very strong relationship and long lasting. Like this is it for the rest of her life. With Venus and Capricorn, that is what your, that's what your chart kind of says for you. It's like, you don't want to also waste your time on someone who isn't. Very true. Your life is awesome on its own. So why are you going to add someone in who's going to detract from that or drain you? Exactly. I think you're just done with that. Yes. And um, yeah, you should never feel like you have to be the provider. That's a red flag for you. Even if you love an artist or a sensitive type, just, but you actually, it's not that you need someone to provide for you, but Venus and Capricorn, you need a partner to build with. Yes. Yeah. Companion and like, don't feel like you have to live with each other or anything like that. You can have it. You're an Aquarius. We're in the age of Aquarius. Now we feel with Pluto being an Aquarius. So you don't have to follow any of the rules of relationships unless they work for you. That is more good to know. I'm going to be using that in the next few days then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happy birthday. There Thank you go. You. Yay. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> so I'd love to get the perspective of the business. We've got some really big projects going on. Um, hopefully this TV show where there's some things, that, some irons, irons in the fire, um, but really just trying to bring hope to as many people on this planet as possible. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if there's anything in there about that. Let's look at your chart. Yeah, that is okay. so awesome. Yes. And let me congratulations on that. 
Thank you. Yeah. By the way, a Capricorn, of course, would ask about their businesses in one of these times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you started talking about you're working with CEOs and the businesses and like, how can we make that progress <laughs> faster? How can we reach as many oh, souls more. as possible? Yeah, let's go there. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay, yes. that is, you know, let me, let me, mm, so you're Scorpio. Do you know your big three? Uh, I probably do from before, but I'm so ADHD. I don't remember. You're both Taurus moon. That's so perfect. So you're, you are, yeah, you're a Capricorn, but you're Scorpio rising and a Taurus moon. That's what's so cool about seeing when you start to see multiple charts, because when you have the same moon sign as someone, you really, really understand each other emotionally. It's really powerful. That loyalty, that, you probably both like never forget a holiday, never forget a birthday, like giving gifts. Today. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> I always know I'm like, oh, January. oh they're men. They're men. Oh, right. Remember, they're they're, they're women for the first this. time in right, this right, lifetime. Right. They don't remember to give gifts. But yeah. Yeah. okay, but <laughs> well, this yeah. is the gift. This Aww. is the gift. Have an yeah, offer friendship for is the gift. If you're yeah. out together, do you fight over who's gonna pay for the bill? No. Yeah. No, you don't. Okay. Oh, well, probably. We would probably both take it. Try to pay it for each other. Yeah. 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 So I've got it. Wait, no. So (laughs) it's very interestingly, you both have Venus retrograde in your charts, but yours is an Aquarius. So is your Mercury. Aquarius is the sign that rules TV and it's in your communication house. So I feel like you may have been trying for a long time to get a TV show and then getting turned down and not seen. So you went out and did it yourself. And now you've amassed an audience and you get to come back stronger. So, you know, that's, is that, is that what happened? Yeah. I've worked, I've worked on it for a a lot of years and we've gone through a lot of different versions and concepts Mm -hmm. of what it would be. And now I think we have the most authentic original concept that just hasn't been done before. And I think that we are starting to get the team in place of like key players. Okay. That's perfect. So you have three planets in your 11th house, which is here up like at around what would be um, 10 o'clock. So, and the 11th house rules TV and technology and groups. So you have Saturn there, which is also the thing that you have to work a little harder on in Libra, which is about people and relationships. Pluto, which is about psychic phenomenon and spirituality. So that would be Saturn is also experts. And then you have Jupiter, which is about where you are enthusiastic and where you shine and can supersize things. And it's in Scorpio, which is also about the spiritual and psychic phenomenon. So if I was to put that together, I would say that you are really, it's really important to you that you maintain creative control Mm -hmm. and that you have an impeccable group of people that aren't just there to produce a TV show. Like if someone doesn't believe in what you believe in and they're really good at TV, you got to question if they should actually be on your team because Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not going to actually respect what you do. They're going to be in it for the money and the sale. I'm not saying that they have to believe, but they have to understand that everyone who matters and what matters to make the show a success, their belief has to be respected. This mm-hmm. is not just like a dog and pony show where you're like, oh, let's get it to the networks and blah, no, blah, blah. Sure. Yeah, you need to trust them and in your in your deepest self. Trust that they know what they're talking about with business. Trust that they do have the experience and expertise, but also the respect for you and that you're the final word on this. Mm -hmm. Now, there might be a really, um, April could be a big month for you. There's an eclipse, a total solar eclipse on April 8th, and it's happening in your fifth house of fame and TV. So see who shows up. Also do the research of anyone who shows up, like Ophi said, but uh, yeah. There could be something that happens really fast. Also around April the 20th too, mm-hmm. April 21st, there could also be, I also feel like you should think of it not just as a TV show, but as a media property with a different, different, different offshoots. Cause I don't know what the concept is, but I think you're going to probably be bringing on experts at times yep. to work with you. So 
it's important that your audience can somehow interact with the people or feel that they're part of the experience, what's happening. So think of it as a multimedia, multi-channel experience that- What does that mean? So say you have a show. I don't, you know, obviously I don't know what the concept is, but say you have a show where you're guiding someone with an expert through a spiritual experience or reading or some kind of thing. Like the person watching at home will want to know how can I have a little bit of this in my life too? Mm -hmm. Like, so maybe like a little bit of a how to, how you can do this at home, how you can tap into some of this energy, like how you can become your own healer from watching this. Like everyone gets to have a transformation, not just the person that you're working on on the show. Oh my God. Yes. So I wrote up the TV proposal last year in 2023 and that's in every episode. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. If there's like a, even a portion like text this to get this right. resource, you know, like yeah. it's becoming, TV is becoming off the, you know, the over the top TV. It's like, versus the connected like it's not just the box on your wall for some people it's on their phone on their you know or like the the two screens or the three screens or that are having a simultaneous experience while they're watching like can they participate in it somehow yeah now you you have a Scorpio rising which is someone who's naturally going to be psychic and intuitive by the way so fascinating how much sense Mm -hmm. like you're yeah. And and Jupiter, the planet of abundance, is also in Scorpio for you in your chart, which as just innately people with Scorpio risings are really either they're either like, you know, ma- they're, they can be both. They can magnetize power. They can magnetize. They can exude power and magnetize power, but also be very tapped into the hidden realm. Yeah. 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 And you're a Capricorn who with a Capricorn past life signs. You've You came back as a Capricorn, but you already mastered that. So somehow you had to learn how to tap into a different energy around money and prosperity for this to work. There has to be sort of like you think of the infinity symbol, like you're really good. Well, your chart would make you really good at making money and providing and that kind of thing. But there's some higher thing where you're like, when you start to imagine when you make all this money by going out there in the world who are you going to heal? How are you going to use it? Think it like you're about to get this huge energetic download of resources. Like mm-hmm. what will you do with it? If the vision, I wouldn't, I know that this isn't who you are. This is just, I'm looking at this cold, like a stranger's chart. Like I would say to this person, when you make a vision board, don't just put like the Prada boots and the mansion and the car that you want to get on it. Like who will you be for the world? Back to, like, who, what community do you feel the most connected to healing or what issue when you have all these resources and this influence, it doesn't mean it has to come out of your own pocket, but how will you use that to raise the vibration of the planet? So So this is just so like in alignment. So sorry. Um, We just had somebody from like past lives come on the show and she's like, you have um, this past life where you had all of this abundance and like royalty and success in there. But then when I tuned in my past lives and she walked me through something, um, I was like, I was just like bawling and I can't stop thinking about it because I was this little six-year-old boy in, um, you know, who was kind of taken into a monastery to be a monk, had to leave my family. And so there's really this total dynamic that I feel within my life. Like I just, I felt spirit say, cause I have this prayer network, world's largest prayer network. People can submit prayer requests. So there's just this like humble piece where it's not about ego. Yeah, It's not about ego whatsoever. It's just like, how can we help as many people as possible? Yeah, that is that is kind of the mission for both of you. So, you know, your past life energy for both of you, your south node, which is where eclipses were happening when you were born, is in Capricorn. So that's why we're saying, oh, you've you're comfortable with the masculine. You both have the same nodes because you're born in the same year. But the destiny point, what you're reaching toward and what your souls are evolving towards is cancer. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of the mother. <laughs> that is the sign. <laughs> on earth okay that is that is about simplifying like 
really just, if it comes from the heart, if you feel it in the heart, if it takes, like you're both here to kind of learn how to not, you don't have to, you don't have to give up all your worldly possessions, mm -hmm. but it is about getting in tune with the more divine feminine, that desire to take care of, but also having a beautiful home, having us just having enough. Um, as yeah, I want to add to what she's saying too, like in both of your past lifetimes and because you both have a Taurus moon, your past life, you were the provider. Right. I want right, to encourage right. you to think of a new version of provider and you can provide by causing others to see that they can, you know, like it's really about creating an abundant supply and an opportunity for others to experience selfless giving too. So mm -hmm. if you do that, use that story and that experience to lead by example, but then open a door for others to also give mm -hmm. something, what they have as well. And then there's a hundred times more from all those little bits that went in there. It doesn't only have to come from you as the source. So beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Your Taurus moons should at least, yeah, don't give up monthly. Your, yeah. Maybe, you know, cut one a month. Don't give up all your, your glamour because your moon signs need, need And your cancer that, north you node, know. you're learning how to be feminine in the traditional way, actually. So it's <laughs> important that you do feel that way too. So well, I'm Aww. so glad that you said that. That makes so much sense. Very much so. Amazing. Um, can I ask you about my little girl? Yes, look, look at her little Aries. Um, yes. <laughs> she's just such a hoot all the time. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And she's had her own personality. Kofi, you have a daughter my age, too. And I don't know about you, but like, my God, has she had this personality of her own since she was like three weeks old? Oh, totally. oh yeah. That's well, her, her son, so her son in Aries right here is in the first house, which is a person whose son sign is in the first house is going to be, ta-da. Yeah. Like front and set. Aries is already like that. It's the first Zodiac sign. So she's going to be just naturally a scene stealer a show stopper yeah in there she's got mars which is very competitive and dynamic and in your face and fearless you're not going to worry about her and then uranus which is a ruler of aquarius which is like very unconventional and individualistic and then her son and then jupiter which is like larger than life so she's like you know, she could, she could have been a child star if she wanted to be. And, you know, I'm kind of, it's better that she probably isn't, but yeah. she could have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause we know what happens to them. Yes. So um, interestingly, she has Saturn and Libra as you do too. And it's retrograde. So um, in the relationship house, so sometimes does she have a very different relationship with her dad than with you? It's almost like, Sometimes I feel like they're just soul bonded on a different level and like her and I get each other and we're so close. Like we were laying in bed, just like giggling and talking about things for 45 minutes, but like she's daddy's girl and there's just. Aries such... are daddy's girls. Oh, oh my yes. God. They are such daddy's girls. It's mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God. It's, her dad doesn't have to be a Leo, does he? He is a Libra. Libra. Oh, oh, there's yeah. Saturn as the son of the father in Libra. So they, I feel that they've Land. known each other many, many lifetimes. Yeah. So for them, it's like kind of, it's a reunion for you and her. It's like more of a, like a newer, fresher <laughs> relationship. They're like, oh, we just came back just for each other here. So, yes. And her moon is up in the opposite sign of yours. Her, her moon is in Scorpio, which is the opposite sign of Taurus. So she's much more secretive, much like much more hard. She's probably a mystery unto herself in a lot of ways, like less inclined to say how she feels, whereas Taurus moon just puts it out there. I'm in a bad mood today. I don't feel, you know, today I'm, you know, whereas she is a little more like, mm, I'm going to go private, yeah. private, but the moon is also your relationship with your mother. So when, as she's becoming a teenager, when it's time for her to tell if, when she cracks and tells the secret, she's coming to you. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about that. She also has Venus and Aquarius like you. So actually maybe you should be going to get your nails done together Ooh, as a mother. Love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, doing like fun girlfriend things as she gets a little older is going to be a great way for the two of you to does come she, together. Does she like to write and make media and do like TikToks or, you know, anything like that? Has she shown anything? Yeah. She does. She's just very, very creative. Um, We're very similar in that way. And her dad's a musician too. So we're just all creatives in this household and you're so right oh, about the cool. secretive part. Um, she'll tell me things now in seventh grade about what was happening in first and second grade. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that? Oh, wow. <laughs> Drama wow. on the that's playground. Old soul. old soul. She's a Pisces rising. Actually you, uh, the three water signs are cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So the three charts we looked at, you're all water sign rising. So you're all empaths, mm -hmm. despite, you know, like when it comes and, and a bit of psychic sponges. So when you get around, if one, if any of you get in a bad mood, it may not be from you. It may be that you're absorbing someone else's energy in the room. And it's hard to, she may even have a heart, you know, she very like, like empathic to her classmates so she feel all their pain and everything like that oh yeah and like she can't watch anything sad her dad's like that though too like <laughs> they can't watch anything sad they can't hear any stories um because that it just breaks their heart into a million pieces and they yeah. just begin like sobbing and and they have a really hard <laughs> oh, time God, yeah yeah. Whereas you're like toughing up people. Yeah, kidding, yeah. But a little bit. You're the Capricorn, you're the stoic Capricorn a little bit more. She also she has Pluto in Capricorn. So like you are gonna be like a way shower for her. Like as she gets older, you're gonna introduce her into the spiritual psychic realm. But my suggestion is like actually um the 11th house where her Pluto is is associated with music and the fact that her dad is a musician so she may not be musical but when music is played she gets into this deep trance state so her dad is where the music is and that's why she's going over there because that's what helps her tune into herself so playing music and the right kind of music is super important for her that's awesome. Well, that kind of answered a question for me too, because I haven't taken her to church. I just didn't have a good experience with church growing up, but I've always like felt the angel say when it's the right time, you'll open her up more and more. And like last night we were talking about manifestation and co-creation. And I've always kind of wondered though, like, did I make a mistake? Should I have been talking to her about this no, sooner? Not at all. She'll find it on her. So her past life energy is Gemini and her destiny point is Sagittarius, her north node. She will find, she will probably be interested in a lot of different religions at some point, but maybe on her own, you know, she may want to explore all different types of religions and more. It's just like she can become, her spirituality can come through conversation too. So she did not, in fact, with the first house son, she may have really railed against any kind of any of the organized religion, yeah, anything that suppresses the individuality of that come with religion, you know, people who aren't really true to what spirituality is. Mm -hmm. So, what direction can I give her when it comes to her career, like and kind of setting her up right? Is there any indication there? Uh, so, at the very top of everyone's chart, see this arrow is the midheaven, which is your career point. She has it in Sagittarius. So publishing. Centered a camp where there's kids of all different cultures and world from around the world. Study abroad, uh, publishing, Traveling. journalism, media. Take her on international trips. Yeah, reading what Ophi said or like, any like workshops or classes. And maybe she's even like a little budding entrepreneur at some point. So mm -hmm. like- even like how to have, have her own little micro business if she wants. Mm -hmm. She can shop Shadow Ashley yeah. at the salon. She, <laughs> I love when she's in. Yay. Oh my God. That would be awesome. Um, oh my goodness. This is so wonderful. Thank you so much for all that you do for everybody who's listening, who does not have the same birthday. What would you tell them about this upcoming year? If you have the time to stay on and, and just give them that answer. Yeah, sure. And, you know, just to let you guys know, um, 
you can read, you can do a free chart for yourself on our website at astrostyle.com slash birth chart. And there it'll give you a little printout that you have that is like, has a little description of all the planets. And um, as far as what every sign can expect this year, you want it, maybe just a little area of like growth and excitement for everyone. Sure, or, sure. Yeah. Um, well, Aries, which is the first sign, which E is, um, this is really a year where they're going to be that um, the North node is in Aries at destiny point. So it started out in the summer, but their, their ideas are really going to take flight. This is the year where they're going to really define and trailblaze something yeah, and build something out of it. Yeah. So for Tauruses, it's a year to try something new. They're usually averse to change, but get out of your comfort zone. Really give, give one of those things a try. And Geminis are going to be in a low-key vibe until May 25th. So they should just kind of low, expect things to feel really vague and nebulous. But then Jupiter goes into Gemini for the first time since 2012 on May 25th. And then it's a whole new world for Geminis. They're going to feel focused and clear about what's something really new and big coming for them. Yeah. Cancers are unusually social and out of the crab shell for the first half of the year. And then uh, second half of the year is very much more their speed, like really doing some deep emotional and creative and spiritual work. It's so handy to have a twin. You can just go back and forth yeah. while she's talking. I'm thinking ahead of Leo's. <laughs> big career changes this year. Um you know, I've already talked to a couple of Leos, one who got investment, one who yeah. just got a job as like a president of a big fashion company. So like yeah. unexpected, like growth and changes for them. That's a great year for that to like swing for the fences. Mm -hmm. Virgos, very un-Virgo year. Virgos are known to be sort of controlling about every little detail, but this is a year of freedom and expansion and adventure, entrepreneurship, travel, opening up to new things and people. I've seen a lot of Virgos doing it and they're really finding a lot of joy. So keep going with that because the uh, second half of the year is powerful for your career and establishing yourself as an expert. So one of the things you try as a Virgo could turn out to be your new realm of expertise. And Libras, it's interesting because they're usually such people- Per, they're very relationship oriented. They like to be positive, but they're kind of being forced to do some shadow work and get in touch with the deeper realms of their spirituality this year, which they may find that they really like once they stop resisting it. Libras are very, they have a lot of depth that they don't always like let themselves go into. So it's okay to not always be happy, Libras, because you'll be happier after that. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. yes. Scorpios is all about relationships this year. So, uh, which they like, except they sometimes may have some barriers to intimacy and vulnerability, which uh, there's an opportunity to let those go, maybe even a long distance relationship or business partnership. And there, and Pluto is their ruling planet. So don't, it's a big shift of a year for Scorpios too, as Pluto goes from Capricorn to Aquarius. So there may be some like a real, they're like their their social circle could get smaller and more intimate which is how they like it anyways uh mm -hmm. and then Sagittarius which is what we are it's like a year to get organized and really set up your your system so that you can be ready for all the partnerships that come in in the second half of the year when Jupiter goes into Gemini. Yeah. Capricorn, a whole new world coming your way, free Ooh. from Pluto. I mean, since 2008, it's been this long, slow transformation, so much so that you don't, you, it's like one of those things like you don't notice the earth moving because it happens so slow, but then all of a sudden it's winter, it's summer again. So it's the same kind of thing. Like you've graduated, you, do, you have one last little round of Pluto in your sign, from September 1st to November 19th. But after that, never again in this lifetime. So you're <laughs> graduating like a butterfly into who you, you 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 know, it's been happening. You haven't been in the cocoon. You've been breaking out of it and getting your wings open more and more. So perfect time for things like finally having that TV show be birthed. Yep. And Ooh. then 
Yes. Aquarius, you may feel like you don't even know who the heck you are, where the heck you are, what is going on. Since last year, Pluto did one little bop into Aquarius last year from uh, March 23rd to June 11th. And it just like, we're all like, it just threw yeah. this like fireball in. And so this year you get to kind of acclimate to being the one who gets to host Pluto, the Lord of the underground um, in your, in your <laughs> sign for 20 years. But there's a lot of depth. It's like all the treasures that are buried are mm -hmm. like the ones that Aquarians get to kind of be, um, you know, so <laughs> bring up to the surface. Yeah. Full circle though. Like when I entered into Pluto, that's when I met my person and that's what you're saying oh, well, for her. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, good one. Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio, which is the sign of intimate relationships, that soul yes. bonding, soul merging. So that person could be hiding in plain sight. That's Pluto. Like it's like you know, okay, might be someone that you already know. Like I said, um, or you'll feel like you're meeting them again. You're reuniting. You'll be when you meet them or they resurface, they'll feel very familiar. Like ah, there you are. Where have you been? What took you so long? So. <laughs> Okay, I know why it took this long. We I hope ready. we're going to get a message from you in a few days. Like, <laughs> oh, I will keep you posted. Yes, okay, that we do have to. We absolutely <laughs> must. Yeah. And then last but not least are Pisces. Now, Pisces are the ones who get to host Saturn this year and for another two years, actually, until February 2026. But Saturn is the personal trainer planet. So Pisces are kind of in boot camp this year, especially the ones who are born in February and early March. There are certain structures are getting, you know, I've, I've talked to Pisces who are taking care of older parents or like, are just have you know, really realizing they have to like put more structure into their, their job or their career offering, their professional offering. So Pisces just, you are, you may feel like, you know, someone's, Ugh, got a boot on your neck, but they, it's just that you have to just do what is very un Pisces and stick to a routine. And then you're going to start to have security and stability, which yeah. that's the Zodiac. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. I could keep you here for forever and talk to you for forever. Yes. Um, thank you so much for being here. I have to tell everybody, I feel very, very, I, I only have people on this show I try to, that I feel very in alignment with. And if you're mm -hmm. feeling called to astrology, if I was going to go learn astrology, there is no one else mm -hmm. that I would go learn astrology from. Cause if you're going to go do it, learn it from the best and you are the best. So where can everybody find you, your website, Instagram, all of your good stuff? Yep. Website is astrostyle.com. And we are Astro Twins on Instagram. Astro Twins is a little underscore after it on TikTok. So yeah. yeah. And everything that we talked about is on there. Our You can get our 2024 books there or sign up for Become Your Own Astrologer if you happen to hear this before March 9th of 2024. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to get the Capricorn um, by itself because I have the full book that you put together this year and it's just so beautifully written and it, it really helps me guide my year and actually put together what the angels are showing me too because it always coincides with the energies that I'm feeling. So thank you so much for the work that you do. And thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be here. Oh my God. Thanks for the work that you do. It's so beautiful as well. And it was really amazing to get to connect to you today as well. My happy birthday, Ashley. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for ladies. Lulu. Yeah. Yes. I know. She's so cute. <laughs> All right. Well, till the next time. Friends, your angels asked me to do a little teaching here at the end of each episode in February about manifestation because they say that when it comes to you co-creating within your own life, you're missing a step that 98% of humanity is missing this step. So they want to give it to you. But first,
first, I want to let you know something. I wish I would have called the Angel Reiki School the Angel Reiki Mediumship School, but that name was too, too long, right? Um, Friends, the Angel Reiki School is not just a place where you learn Reiki energy healing. In fact, it's really not about learning energy healing at all. The Angel Reiki School is the place where you go to develop your gifts in mediumship, being able to bring through angel messages from the angels to other people, to learn Reiki and other energy healing modalities, and to learn how to, if you want, don't have to, a lot of people come through the Angel Reiki School simply to build out their gifts, to understand their gifts, develop their God-given unique spiritual gifts to the max. But a lot of people also come through the Angel Reiki School to develop a business of their own and to get that certification so that they know what they're doing when they're working with other people. Friends, an entire new uh, class of the Angel Reiki School begins March 1st online. If you are looking to go through the Angel Reiki School, now is the time. Sign up for a discovery call with me. The link is in the show notes below. I'm going to help you get where you want to be as a healer or with your own unique spiritual gifts in the Angel Reiki School. All right, friends, here is the deal when it comes to manifestation. Spirit is saying right now, they just keep flooding in this message that 98% of humanity looks to manifest, right? Like they want to manifest something. They know that they want to go in a direction. They get that clarity on that direction. They create the vision board. They see it within their mind. They're visioning it within their mind. And then they stop. That's where their efforts stop. And the angels say there is a huge piece to this puzzle that you are missing. So that piece is when you vision, you have this clarity, I want to do X. You get the vision, you create the vision board, whatnot. It doesn't stop there. That's when we activate our intuition even more. Um, Prayer as well. The angels always say prayer and intuition are really the same thing. They're both forms of communication with the other side. And when you activate that intuition, you're asking God, universe, source, what's the next step for me? What's this first step that I need to take in order to work towards this goal that I have for myself, my life, my family, um, my career, whatever it may be. And as you pray, you hear something back from the other side and it's just a first step. All right. And when you hear this first step, what a lot of people do is ask the other side for more signs. We ask for like complete clarity, but it really is this first step that, you know, okay, we pray, we hear this back, do this. That first thing that we're supposed to go do is something that we choose to do or not with our own free will. So if you go act on it and you go do that one thing, what happens? As you're in the energy, of actually doing what spirit asked you to do, you get the next piece of the puzzle. But you cannot get that next piece to the puzzle unless you take the first step. You pray, you hear back, go do this. And you're like, hemming and hawing, do I do it? Do I not? Do I do it? Do I not? Go do it. Your angels say, go do it. Because when you do it energetically, it opens you up to the next step after that. And when you take action on that next step, it opens you up to the next step after that. This is what I mean when I say that some people are are either crawling, walking, or running with God universe source. For some people, it takes them six months to get up the courage to go do that one thing that they're they're hearing back in their prayers. Go do this. Takes them six months to have the courage to go do that. For some people, it takes an entire year. For some people, it takes 10 years for them to get the courage to go do that one thing. And then we look around, right? And I'm not blaming or shaming anybody. I'm just trying to give you an example so that the angels can communicate with you better. What happens is 
then we look around when things aren't happening for us and we go, why? God, why? Why isn't it happening for me? Why aren't things coming through for me? Because you are crawling with God. And sometimes we're not even moving. We're not even taking that first step. There are some people who learn. All right, I'm going to go in this direction. I've got this clarity. I want to write a book. Okay, God, universe, source, I've got the vision. I want to write the book. What's my first step? And the angels come in and say, or God universe comes in as you're praying and says, go read this other book, go take this class, go talk to this person, you know, go send this email, go ask this question, go research this. And you go to yourself within your own mind, you go, nope, that's not the answer. And so you delay. There are some people who don't do that. There are some people when they get that prayer within their mind, that answer within their mind, they go, all right, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go read that book. I'm going to go talk to that person. I'm going to go ask that question. I'm going to go send that email. I'm going to go make that phone call. And as soon as they do, they're in a new energy as they're taking the action. And as they're taking the action and they're in this new energy, they get a new piece of information and they go, okay, God, what do I do now? And God universe source goes, go do this. So they go do it. And then they get to that next piece and they go, what do I do now? And they hear back through their prayers, go do this. And so they go do that. Friends, this is where people start running with God universe source. So five times a day, 10 times a day, a hundred times a week, they're following God's directives. They're not hemming and hawing. They're just following the loving, positive messages that they're receiving through their prayers, through their intuition. And so when I look at the energy of a person who goes, Julie, why isn't it happening for me? Versus other people who are running with spirit, what you're seeing is actually a mathematical number of these are how many directives one person has gotten from God universe source that they followed through on. And this other person over here has followed through on 5,000 within one year, whereas another person is waiting to take action on one. And again, friends, I'm not blaming, shaming, trying to create a negative energy within you at all. I'm trying to show you what happens when you're living a spiritual life and running with spirit. So I know this is a long enough intro. Listen to it a couple of times. I'm only going to leave it up in February. And I want you to pause right now and I want you to tune in and I want you to pray. And I want you to say, God, universe, source, what's my goal? Where am I going? And once you have clarity on that, ask, what's the first thing I need to take action on? What's the first thing I need to do? Go do that, friends. That is going to help you run with your angels. And it is going to take you to living a life far beyond your wildest dreams. You're going to be shocked. And I want you to write into me and I want you to let me know when you start to see a difference in your life because you're following this method. I love you so much, friends. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. And I'll see you back here this week. Love you.